Mixtape Hits. Wanna go for a ride? It's another episode of Make Us a Mixtape. I'm your host, Marty DeRosa. I'm your other host, Paul Farvar. And we have got a special episode for you straight out of Chicago. We're doing our our five-song mixtape of the Smashing Pumpkins. Uh, I didn't even want to say our favorite songs or the best, whatever it is, Paul, whatever you did, uh, you did. I want to welcome everybody to the show. If they haven't already, please go to iTunes, rate, review, subscribe. Uh, also, send us uh, your mixes. Paul, what's our email address? PaulMartyMix at gmail.com. We are almost caught up on all the emails. Uh, a couple we didn't get to last time, but we're behind. I think people are forgiving in these crazy times. Absolutely. And uh, if you can't forgive people during these times, I don't know what to tell you. A lot of forgiveness in the Smashing Pumpkins. Billy's let uh, two-thirds of the band back. Darcy's still not back. Darcy will probably never be back. We asked her to be back, and she's decided not to join. Yeah, she got like a little taste of the old life, and she said, I can't. I'm not going to do this. Yeah, I thought, I mean, wasn't she going to be an actress, and did that didn't really pan out, right? I don't know. I don't know. Well, uh, Cameron's back. James Eha was the one piece that was required. And before the pandemic, it was so cool to see their tour and they'd come out and play some of these songs. And James would put his signature juicy, juicy licks on the songs, which were great to see. I was excited to see the pumpkins and then didn't happen. But my guess is they will be a big part of when concerts come back. And maybe Darcy will decide for the sake of humanity to come back and unite. Maybe she's sick of staying in. So she's like, fuck it. What else is she? If the alternative is to go out and tour with these guys, I I, I could see them being one of those bands that like hollow notes where it's like, they all have separate hotels, you know, Billy's famous hotel move, right? above everyone else he always has to be above everyone else yeah, yeah billy has to be above so they have to come up to him to his level right um i yeah it could be one of those things where like if they're indianapolis like i don't know what the hotels are but like one person's at the hyatt one person's at the you know hotel buildings you're saying not even the same yeah oh i don't because like yeah uh, yeah we might not even want to be because that's like so rock and roll like you kind of need to do it if you're gonna like you know go on tour like that like, I think it would be boring if it was just kind of like, you know, I'm trying to think of a band like the Bare Naked Ladies seem like they all get dinner at a reasonable time after the show and then call it a night. We can't uh, do, boys, we can't do uh, the second uh, If I Had a Million Dollars because we got to get <laughs> the Sizzler by 11. Or, or I like to think there's like, like a movie, like, hey, we're going to watch like Godzilla versus uh, King Kong. It's dropping tonight, so let's just do like a real easy encore of if I had a million dollars, then we can get back to the hotel Jason before Mraz room service closes. Yeah, Jason Mraz and his band are like, look, guys. Yeah. We got Sony's giving us an advanced copy of <laughs> Star Wars 17. Let's just wrap it up by 11, and then uh, we'll just take the limo together, uh, yeah. all all together, and watch that. And we'll that's that's what I think. So this band is not that. I, I I think Darcy's problem is more with Billy. My guess is. Yeah, it's got to be. Or maybe there's James. I know there was some riff, riffs between James and Jimmy Chamberlain. Uh, who knows? But Billy- I were I I mean my thing is uh, what did I just see? I saw something or that um, 
basically uh billy corgan was like you guys basically are like auditioning for your part in this band and he had always done the thing of like we're not going to put you on the album but we won't say that it's not you on the album like oh, they could have just been like all right fine but that was like a big deal breaker for uh either one or both of either darcy and james or just james or something where they were like, you're not up to par for these parts. He's like, you can play it live. That we can get away with that. But he's like, on this album, I can't have you on it. When they were making the originals, you're talking about Gish and yeah, yeah I mean yeah. a lot of the stuff himself. But James is well, I don't know which album, but five, one of them I remember from this documentary. Um, or it might have been God, that Joe Rogan episode. Like I always talk about it. It's like very interesting with Billy Corgan oh, on there, yeah. where he just says, like, he's told them, like, you're not good enough to be to play on this album. Like you can play in concert, but like yeah, I mean, that happens with these bands. Like, look at Aerosmith. They told their drummer, they're like, you can audition for your part, but, like, you're not really playing up to up to our standards. Truth be told, when I was in the, my first band, Shoeshine Boy, I was more comfortable with our lead guitarist playing a lot of the parts that I played in concert because I didn't have the confidence that I, I had. Uh, and, and, and to be fair, too, a lot of musicians, a lot of singers play sing all their parts for the albums mm -hmm. uh, and then in the concerts, then the backing vocals come in. So there is something to be said. If you have a guitarist who has a vision in defense, yeah. uh, just yeah. devil's advocate here. And I, I mean, like, but, you know, that, that's that thing of pride where it's like, or how much money yeah. you have saved up where you can be like, I don't need this anymore. But I mean, like, sure. I'm sure there are people who are like, I, I didn't play on that album and I don't fucking care. Like, I mean, there's, there's, there's songs that I've written or songs that I've done as a musician and uh, I wasn't the guitar parts that people think were, you know, it, yeah. all kind of part of the production process. But I can see that early on. I mean, when they assembled, I don't think Darcy was that strong a basis. And I think probably I mean, they're having issues years later on albums, I'm assuming. That, but yeah. I mean, how yeah. many times have people been in bands where it's like, you know, I mean, a lot, I like watching uh there's there's like you know if you if you get into an artist and you're watching a lot of them like you know live performances or whatever you start looking you're like those are all different dudes behind you know the singer yeah you know like and i remember um there was i forgot who i was checking out it was just like a kind of like i think like an alt country guy and you could tell us he got more popular or like you know he's starting to look cooler and bigger stages and stuff and then all of a sudden all his background dudes are like these cool looking country guys. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, but before there was kind of like a chubby guy on drums and like just kind of a nerdy guy on the, on the slide guitar and stuff. And now it's like, you know, the cool, the cool dudes. Well, uh, you know, Jay Farrar of Sunvolt, he changed his projects, whatever bands he was in, he had different people in the backgrounds. Yeah. And Band of Horses also, he had different bands, people, band members interactively changed because he was the star. And I could see why Billy thought that he could pull that off with the later albums. Um, but I think the true fans, the people, the Gen Xers that love, you know, the hardcore pumpkin songs, the Siamese Dream, the Gish, you know, um, even even the, the couple albums after that, um, I think they want to see the real band re reunite. and. I think yeah. James Eha came back for me at least made a lot of difference and made me want to see the pumpkins. I saw, I saw the, the original pumpkins last the fake last tour where they had, who's the bassist from hole that was sitting in Maria Oftimer. 
Yeah, she was on that yeah. show, and I saw them at United Center in like 2000 or something like that. Yeah, cool. But I was like, uh. that was for the Adore album. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, which I have two songs from. Yeah, so your your list. Let's talk about the list here. I I was I this was a lot harder. I, you know, we came up with this project because we were trying to find a Venn diagram where both of our were bands we both like because. You know, we shit on each other's music a lot, but the, we all agree. That We're like the predator. We, we can come together, uh, the, the the black hand and the white hand, we come together yeah. on Smashing Pumpkins. Yeah, so, yeah. I like them a little more, I think, than you, but I think- uh, I just like the hits, baby. I like yeah. the hits. I like the videos. Two of mine are because of the videos. Okay. Well, here's the thing. Uh, let's talk about the songs that didn't make it up. For sure, I was shocked that uh, you didn't have Landslide. I thought that you were going to put that on there. I tell you what, man. I was shocked. I was like, for sure, he's going to put that on there. I love it. And it was so close to being on here, but I I think I'm almost sick of it. Okay. I think I'm almost sick of it. Okay. And uh, uh, it's just, I think I just, I think I just played it too much. And I'm just, it used to be such a treat when it would come on like XRT or Q101 back in the day. Sure. It wasn't on any albums or anything that not that I maybe some like import or it was like a B-side or something on a single. I didn't have it. And I remember just like when it did come on the radio, it was like it was a big deal. Yeah, but, it's a great song. It made um, me go back and listen to the Fleetwood Mac version. And I'm a one, big fan I, too. I think I heard the Smashing Pumpkins one first. Okay. I might have like yeah. I might have heard the but it like didn't register with me. But right. then after I heard that, I was like. Oh, I think I rent. I think I went to the library and I rented it, and I was like, "Oh, okay." I was the same. I was. I thought I knew everything about Fleetwood Mac. Yeah, but also, you know, who has the best version of that song? Who's that? Dickie Barrett. The, no, the Chicks. The Chicks have the best version of that song. I think. Dixie Ch or now the Chicks. Up, 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 up. Just the Chicks. That's the Chicks. <laughs> you know what's funny? Also, I was shocked that you didn't have on, and it was the last to get cut from my list. And the only reason I cut it, if I knew you were going to put it on, I, I, I would have put it back in because I didn't want to have three songs from the same album. But yeah. I a Bullet with Butterfly Wings. I thought for sure you were going to start with that. And that uh, cool. I, I thought about it. Yeah, I thought about it. I, I feel like uh, we both song. We started with the song we should have started with. We both start, yeah. But Butterfly, I want to give a shout out to Bullet, Bullet with Butterfly Wings because that was a song that at Laugh Factory, uh, Rest in Peace, Schwan used to bring me up to. That was his idea and his vision for me uh, to perform. He was like, I'm going to bring you up to this song because this reminds me, you love the pumpkins. He gave me this whole background story. Wow, cool. I wanted to put it on there, but I felt like I'd be dishonest to my roots of, Siamese Dream being my favorite album of all time, and yeah, and I couldn't, I couldn't not have one song that I ended up taking out Butterfly uh, for. And I thought yeah. you didn't have it anyway. I, I felt that way about today, where I was like, those were both just like, man, I can't believe I'm not going to put this on my list, but I just kept, and I knew I had to have I three for, I had three for sure that had to be on there, okay. and then. Uh, two i i got ah, i don't know man i feel like maybe it was like four had to be on there and i got to play with one song the the songs we wanted we're gonna do an episode coming up i think we, we were talking about it uh for this episode but i want to do songs that i hate from bands that i love yeah and today and disarm are two songs that i think would make the cut when and if we which do, one what uh, songs today and disarm 
You but hate today? I, today is, oh, it's, it's growing time, but Disarm, number six on chair, on, uh, on Siamese Dream is, it, it's one of those songs that makes me sk my skin crawl for some reason. Why, what, is there anything in particular that you hate about it? That happened to me. Uh, but uh, it was just one of those songs that made me hate Smashing Pumpkins. And then when I started listening to the other songs, yeah, album, I was like, oh, is it like it silly to you? Song. Like, what is it about? The, what is it about it that you? Yeah, uh, I don't know. It's just it's got like the because now that if you don't like it, I'm just thinking about somebody who doesn't like it listening to it, <laughs> and I could see you being like, "Ugh, what is this?" I had such a strong, you know, what's funny about it is it made me not give the pumpkins a chance because that was a song that was played on, on MTV. Oh yeah. All the time. I was like, these guys suck. I saw them open for guns and roses and I was like, eh, they're not that good. And then um, my friend, Steve Ko got me into the pumpkins. He was a huge pumpkins fan. And then uh, I started listening to it. And then when I heard, Oh, I thought you knew them in Chicago, like, you weren't aware of them. That's a little bit before your time. Yeah, yeah, before, yeah. Yeah, Gish came out a lot of, that was before me when they were, when Pumpkins came out, uh, when Siamese Dream came out, uh, that's when I started like knowing. Would you, would you ever be at shows and, and know that Billy was there? No, that was before my musical time. So like- I, I used to see him at wrestling shows back in the day. Oh, really? Yeah, because I had, I, I had friends who worked for the WWE way back when. And whenever they'd come to Chicago, he'd give us tickets and all the, all the friends and family are in the same section. And like our buddy, Joe Kilgallen, who's been on the podcast one time, I was like, Hey, if you want to score some brownie points with Billy, when, uh, when Kane comes out, tell him to make sure to cover up his ears. Cause the pyro is going to be real loud. Cause it's like a big, like boom explosion. And he did Joe's and he was like, Hey, thanks man to Joe. And I, I, I cracked him up on some wrestling jokes. That was pretty fun. Oh, that's good. I met him at the Metro at a fundraiser um, that XRT used to do. And it was one of the first times that I was kind of starstruck. Um, I wish, I think I'd be more starstruck if I saw like those XRT people, like if Lynn Bramer was on stage, like introducing somebody, I, I th uh -oh. that's Lynn Bramer. Oh my God. Oh, so Lynn and I used to hang out quite a bit. Uh, yeah, no. I, what? I, Lynn's been? Lynn has given me shout outs on, uh, on, in the morning uh, back in the day when I was a lawyer because we oh my God. at, at uh, Royster the Oyster, which is at Shaw's Crab House. I party with him at spring training in, uh, in, in Scott, wow. and he wow. We have a few uh, little crazy nights together. I hung out with him and my buddies and uh, he's the legend. And oh, he also, uh, when I did the Sheffield Garden Walk back before I was a comedian, I used to like get to announce the bands and stuff. And him and I did that. And also Terry Hemmert also, I met her a few times back in the day as well. So- Breakfast with the Beatles on Terry Hemmert. Yeah, XRT. That's, amazing. Oh, That's those, amazing. Those are, those are, folks in the radio biz we're all just contemporaries as far as i'm concerned <laughs> uh, i but love it i love anyway, it anyway pumpkins it's fucking one of my favorite bands of all time siamese dream to this day holds up and i was when we were making this mess i went back and listened to a lot of songs to make this list. it was harder than i thought but it was definitely no matter what no matter what songs i picked i knew what i was going to start this whole thing with and yeah we both 
Dude, no doubt. There's no, like, you can't fit it anywhere else. It doesn't fit anywhere else. It's got to be the first song. Easily one of the best songs to start an album of all time. I, I guarantee the they had to have started all their shows with this, right? I, I don't think so. No? I don't know. I don't remember. Man. Here we go. Some chair of rock. Yeah, they have to open a show with this. Oh. Oh. Perfect. Just that. The start. When I learned that lick on guitar, it was a life changer for me. Yeah. Because it made me look so cool. Yeah. Yeah, man. That's how you start it. That is song number one for both of us. Yeah. I, I mean, they're... Maybe the Beastie Boys had a good start for for an album. I don't know if I can think of another album that started. Yeah, I mean the best. Yeah, the best song number ones. It's just like, just I mean, there's nowhere else to put it. It's got to be song number one. It's got to be the first song on a mix. Like, yeah, it's just a, it's a beast. Um, did you also put it at the beginning because it's one of their earlier songs? Uh, I put it at the beginning because for multiple reasons it's the best way to start anything mm -hmm. when i made mixtapes uh it was a song to start a mixtape with back in the yeah. uh it reminds me of of my band uh fat albert with a ph ph yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, with the ph and yeah, uh, always and it reminds me of just playing it just the, my love of that album yeah such a great album to this day like if someone doesn't really know the pumpkins it's like one of those things like have you ever taken someone to portillo's for their first time mm -hmm. many many wrestling greats you do and and, and yeah. it was like having them listen to that album for the first time i took so, japanese wrestling legend kikutaro there and he loved it quite a bit oh yeah oh yeah i uh when someone tells me they haven't gone you gotta you gotta go and do the one of everything it's the it's a feast. You probably have to like yeah. for six hours, but it's your duty to take them there and the, and to also partake in the food. I, I I feel like this song reminds me of driving around in high school and having XRT on. And when this came on, it was like I'd hear this song and I'd be like, "Oh man, this is good. I should check these guys out. I should give it more attention." They also had the uh, Tower Records acoustic performance that they played it on XRT. If you guys haven't- right by your house. Yeah, right, rest in peace, the uh, Clark and- uh, Every time I walk by there, I, I walk by there, I'm like, there it is, there's where it was, yeah. In fact, you know what's right across the street? Uh, a, a famous television show, uh, the apartment is alleged to be across the street. Uh, it's literally right across the street on Clark and Belden. What? Who? Strangers uh, apartment. Oh, really? Seasons one through six. Wow. And that they start, they close in on. Uh, yeah. Uh, someone tried to start selling when they were renting it out for a while. You can rent it. As yeah. Strangers. And then if you, uh, if you just keep heading south, uh, you're going to run into Webster's house eventually. We, we ventured out to on our field. Yeah. That was a very fun treat. I got to find, there's a house. If anyone can find this, it's not low. It's not easily found on the internet so don't try to 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 boomer me um the perfect strangers i've, I've been watching it in quarantine or post-quarantine whatever you want to call it bad bad right bad show 
horrible show, but the last two seasons, they move into a house and the house that they show looks very familiar. Uh, season seven and eight of Perfect Strangers. Nowhere on, on online did they look. address where it is. You can't, it's unfindable. I mean, you can see the house, but it looks like the Webster house, but it's, uh, it's definitely a Chicago house. And I've tried to find uh, clues based on contact with the, the streets, but it's a Chicago house that they close up on. And uh, it's a Chicago relic and nobody is able to find. I've actually asked people that the experts on the perfect strangers. Are you talking about the one with the like gazebo? Uh, yes. Okay. Pick so perfect strangers set in the Windy City, but exteriors of Balky and Larry's apartment were shot at the Santa Rita Hotel located uh, 1100 South Main Street in downtown Los Angeles. That's different. That's the, uh, that was the first two seasons where they would show where they worked. And that was, okay. but the, the condo that they were at was on Clark and Belden. Oh, okay. Okay. Cause they show, oh, interesting. Okay. It can't be found. I... You've looked, okay. Here, this is the house. Uh, hold on. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You see it in the thing here? No one else can see it. If you're listening, I've got a picture. Yeah, yeah. That's the house. like a dollhouse. Yeah, it's, it looks like a, yeah, it looks like a dollhouse. It's a big house. I think, I think you think that was in Chicago? I, I bet that was in Los Angeles. I don't know. No, no, look at the, the ivy. Uh, that doesn't grow in like that. And the trees are, okay, okay. Trees are oak. All right, hold on. Let me see. Let's, let's see if we could see like the sidewalk or the street signs. It's Chicago, man. And yeah, I, yeah, yeah. That's Chicago for sure. It's, uh, I think it's on Larrabee. I want to say it's on Larrabee and Fullerton because I know that the 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 next door neighbor house is there too. But. Oof, that's a big house. And you know, you know that uh, Billy Corgan's house was recently for sale. I think in Evanston. Evanston or Highland Park? Yeah, he's got the coffee. He opened up the coffee, the uh, the tea house again. Yeah, my friend. And then, but the pandemic hit. I don't know. It's poor well, Billy, man. It's opened up again, and he's he's been he's there. He stops in. There. Okay, he just he just started his wrestling company up again. So Billy's uh, he's ready to come back and do this. <laughs> Are you trying to find? You, you, can't, <laughs> you can't find it. It's unfindable. I no no no. I know it's just closing everything. I'm too high to be on the computer right now. <laughs> My computer has settings where it knows if I'm real high, so it just it asked me a question and I couldn't answer it. Marty, you're not going to find Balky Bartokamus's house. All right, you get you ready to get into song two, the run of pumpkin videos that I love so much. This this is my, this might be oh, Guns N' Roses has some top ones too, but like this might be my favorite run of two videos that that are kind of interconnected. This song has already been on the podcast before. Absolutely, with our friend John Norris from MTV. Uh, John was right. It's one of the best songs of all time. I sent him that video about it. He never said thank you, but that's okay. Uh, uh, <laughs> 1979, Is this their number one song? No. no. no? Not in my number, one. number one. Thanks. This song, both of us, both, again, just so people know. We both pick these one and two together, unbeknownst to each other. Both same yeah. song. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. It just goes to show we both. And here's the th reason why I also did that, uh, Marty, because like the pumpkins, you have to go up, you got to have highs and yeah. lows. And I did that throughout my mix. 
for the most part. Uh, some of the songs had it within themselves. Well, yeah. I, I mean, first of all, I love that song. The video is awesome. And uh, the video, actually, the story of the video ties, my, ties into my next song. Okay. Do you yep. know that story? Did you tell it on the podcast yet? I, I probably have, yeah. But uh, if so, yeah, John Norris and I had a good laugh about this because oh, we're both music okay. insiders and this had MTV repercussions. Yes. When they filmed the video, the original, the, the video for 1979, uh, the like a production assistant or, or like somebody who worked on it had the like master copy in a box and he put it on top of his car and he drove off and they lost it. So they had to redo the whole video. So 1979, they redid the video. This is, it looked the same. They didn't like change anything. Um, but the next song, my next song, and this is where Paul and I veer off. My song number three is Perfect. And in the video of Perfect, they have a guy do the same thing where he puts it on top of the, it's and it, it's to the, the same characters from 1979. And they're like older now. And they're like a couple of years older. And like yeah. one of them are married with a kid. And one guy is in love with the girl or something like that. So it's like, it's real cool. No, they, they played homage to the, the, the techie guy who forgot, or there was it the producer? Yeah. Like a, like an assistant PA or something. Somebody fucked up. He grip fucked up. But yes. 1979 uh, was John Norris said it was his, one of his favorite songs for his mixtape. I loved it. It's my favorite song from that album uh, or that double album. Um, reminds me of playing music again. If you were in a band with Paul Farvar in the, from 19, 1995 to present oh man you played uh you played at least one pumpkins cover oh yeah a night was in the cover one a night yeah what was your time in 1979 fat albert played at least three or four pumpkins covers but i think go tom and shoeshine boy and karma tees they all played a couple what would be what was your take on 1979 I, i thought it was a cool song i love the riff when i was learning to play guitar um pumpkins were a big part of it because a lot of the stuff that billy and james do on those songs are just cool like uh like little here you know we can do a little uh uh paul's getting out of guitar everybody this is a make make us a mistake <laughs> first like you're they, gonna just play some music on here they just do cool stuff with like open to like open tunes like and it just and and 1979 cherub rock rocket all those songs are just like sounds so cool because they're just doing such cool little riffs in there and 1979 yeah. is a great example of something that after you play like for 15 minutes or so you get it and it was such a cool thing to be able to pull off by the way the guitar i bought here i bought it from a guy who had pot all around his house when i went to pick it up and the, and was it I Rick? contact high from just nice. it's He's- like Sure. I showed you, Paul, but I'll show everybody. This is my new little uh, pipe. Look at how cute that is. My buddy Leaf bought it for me. Yeah, it's cool. It looks like an old school bowl from the from the nineties. It's like a pipe. It's an old man pipe. I know what you're saying of one of these, yeah, but yeah, he's smoking. But anyway, nineteen seventy nine. If I ever do stand up again, I'll pull this out and go. <laughs> Does it have water? Does it have water? Uh, it like no, it's vape. It's a vape. Oh, okay. So it's all yeah. it's all smoke and mirrors. 
No pun intended. All right, well, tell everybody what your number three song was. Like your comedy was. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, no, we're going to go to your song because you already covered it. Oh, perfect. You had perfect. Um, yeah, I love this song. Okay. I think um, I have two songs off this album, and it's... Uh... I... Well, this song I love, perfect. This video was cool. Great. Great. This was post JG Yeah. Chamberlain. Yeah. Watch the video and Billy This is when uh they were on Saturday Night Live. Yeah. Billy was in every scene in this video, from what I recall. So, no. He's wearing like a cowboy, like a shiny cowboy shirt or something. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's like Adore was the album. And I felt like, yeah, I wanted to like that album a lot. And I couldn't, I couldn't, you get know, it. uh, this, that's one of those albums that when my mom passed away, I was like living in Milwaukee, living by myself and my mom and sister had passed away within a year of each other and it was just like one of the worst years but i had that cd and i would walk around with my walkman and listen to it a lot or my my disc man and uh i have another song on here that's that's also from that but i know it's not one of their best albums but like i don't know man i uh i was i was into it and there's a uh, mtv ultrasound smashing pumpkins that i wanted paul to watch and to review yeah. but that's that's for the making of this album so you see a lot of you know, they wanted to get into electronic music and stuff. And they had like, you know, they, the Billy knew grunge was over. So he wanted to move into the, cause you remember how there was all this like, oh, electronic music, man, this is what it's going to be. And uh, so they went to this kind of like Blade Runner-y kind of like cyberpunk goth look. And uh, they were in that scene with Cameron Diaz. I think it was like, was it the gym? Was it the the guys who bopped their heads, the brothers or whatever? And they would like took Cameron Diaz to a nightclub, and the Smashing Pumpkins were there, and it was so cheesy. Oh, uh, it was like, "Hey, Billy Corgan of the Smashing Pumpkins," and they're like, "Hello." With uh, Will Ferrell and uh, what's his name? Yeah, no, no, yeah, the Wutabi brothers, the um, the Night at the Roxbury guys. Night at the Roxbury. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so um. This album, yeah, I, I couldn't get into a door, but I love this song. I remember that. Mm -hmm. and, uh, while I was looking up this stuff, I did find out the Darcy information. Um, she actually had problems with James Eha. So mm. maybe this, uh, but uh, let's see here. Seems like she's got a couple. Did problems. they used to date each other? Uh, no, it looks like in. They were. They had a tense relationship. Billy and her did. Uh, oh. And they were both saying they weren't speaking. She tried to reestablish contact with him, but Billy had changed his number. <laughs> um, they then said they were back in communication. That's of course what that song "Billy Don't Lose That Number" was based <laughs> on. Corgan. So no, it, then it does seem uh, that she was going to be reinstated, and then yeah, they keep saying she's invited, and now she's in another. Um, band uh oh yeah right they played at uh glendale arizona um hey you kind of got that gig you could have opened for them 
Yeah, that's all crazy. But anyway, yeah, I, I wanted to like this album, Adore, a lot. I thought this was a great single because their first single or two was all that like, wow, 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 that one song. And they were all like, all gothy. And then this was kind of like, oh, we're still fun. Well, he, that's what Billy, he thought the future was going to be drum machines. And yeah, I don't need Jimmy Tramble and I don't need Well, your drum machines won't kill anybody with drugs. You know what I mean? Well, that's that's a whole nother uh, allegation that we can get into another allegedly a drug a drum a drum how about a drug machine in the band well there was the uh yeah the keyboard <laughs> i think they had a drug machine in the band drug machine uh, yeah no i i think that uh even melancholy like i couldn't get into that album either for i didn't think it needed to be a two cd uh album i thought like they could have just did one I feel like that's when like they're like, ah, oh, Chappelle did three hours. It's like, I bet if he did a really good 45 minutes, it would have been awesome. That's the same thing I feel like with that double album. Yeah, that's a good that's a good analogy. I bet I bet people online have I bet like real diehard pumpkins fans are like, all right, I've taken both albums and I've combined them and I've put them in the perfect order. Yeah. Like, you know. People were doing that with like those uh, Star Wars prequels. They were like, these are bad, but if if you cut like 20 minutes from each one and you can sure. cut it and it's not the worst movie. Right. I, I bet somebody's done that with Smashing Pumpkins. I want to do that when I was making this mixtape because I had so many songs from Siamese Dream. I almost did that in a way with how I would recreate the album. I definitely would have started with uh, Share of Rock, but like this song, mm-hmm. which I have as my number three, uh, is probably my favorite, one of my top two favorite pumpkin songs of all time. And, and then I was shocked to learn when I went doing research for this, Rolling Stone did a list of favorite, the fans' favorite pumpkin songs. And this was number one, which made me not want to put it on my list. Oh. But um, I was shocked that this was the favorite song of uh, pumpkins fans. I thought I was unique, but it's mayonnaise. Yeah. On uh, Siamese Dream, it's what I thought was a deep cut. Apparently, not. I feel like this song is so emo. You think so? Yeah. I think this is a perfect um, pumpkin song because it's like it's it's got that like low lows and then high energy high. It was just like yeah. the '90s. You I could see Billy living on like an apartment off of Clark Street, just like laying in bed, strumming this. His roommate's like, he just, just does this all day. His roommate is, in your hypothetical, is it Jimmy Chamberlain? No, he's got a non-musician roommate. They're friends from Lamont. They just know each other from the old from the old high school. He works at, uh, he works security at the Metro. And uh, Billy's always strumming and he's got like a chick over and he's like, Billy's trying to show off a little bit. So he's like in bed strumming the guitar, singing the song. And his roommate's uh, like, let's get out of here. Joe Shanahan of the Metro had a big part in the success. Yeah. Who yeah. is, is going to do this podcast? So we're excited for that one. That How, uh, I feel like uh, these guys got to play the Metro when it comes back. Uh, the Metro, so um, when the Metro was uh, doing, uh, if you follow them on their Instagram, it's a great follow. Uh, they did an interview with Joe Shanahan and he was talking about the perfect tour and what should open up. 
Yeah. A lot of people were saying it was going to be either Kanye or the Pumpkins. At the, who would play at the Metro? Who would be the perfect lineup. And I think he insinuated that it would be at the Metro, but. How much would you pay to see the Smashing Pumpkins at the Metro? At the Metro? Yeah. Oh. Like next month. Mm. It would be the first performance at the Metro. When I'd they reopen it. Three to $400 to do that easily. If it's James E. How Jimmy Chamberlain and. Uh, Darcy. Female basis of some sort. Yeah. You pay Darcy, three. I, I would do I'd pay three. I'd, I'd, I'd pay 300 to go. Yeah. I think a lot of people would. That's why. The, that's yeah. Why. It's probably. Yeah. I mean. For 1,200 seats. I mean. If I pay 300, they, they only have to have, they are only allowed to let 800 people in there. We got to be able to spread out. It can't, not, be that, it can't be that packed. Let me tell you something. If they, if pumpkins came back and did seven nights at the Metro and even without, without Darcy and mm -hmm. it was a thousand dollars, I guarantee you it would sell out in less than an hour. Every show, every show. Think about it next month. And, yeah. oh, and the requirements are you have to have your vax card to get in. I love that um, idea to be like, you know, Billy probably wouldn't like that. Oh, is he anti-vax? Uh, I mean, come on. What do you think? Probably, right? Who knows? <laughs> you, um, you can't I don't know. as fact unless you have evidence. I said, I don't know. Like, I'm, you know, who knows? Um, I don't know. I think, I think uh, as long as they don't do like, we're playing all of Siamese dreams uh -huh. you know what I mean don't do that I, I we were done with that I'm done over that really I I, I don't want to hear a whole album unless it's like the best album but when because I'm, I'm told I told you the alkaline trio did that where they did two albums a night and it was uh -huh. like a couple of those albums I'm like I don't want to hear nope. anything off this album so I saw the first and last time I saw Bruce Springsteen he did the album the river and I wasn't a huge I was just one excited they did the album and then at the end, the last five, 10 songs were like the hits that people wanted to hear. I think it'd be funny if after his first concert back, he, he goes, does anybody need a ride? Does anybody need a ride home? And then he goes, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a spring scene joke. I got you. Yeah, there yeah you it's, go. a, you it's a DUI you. joke. That's a cute DUI joke. <laughs> well, people don't, crowds traditionally don't want to laugh at DUI jokes. I've learned uh not in florida that's my closer wow yeah that's your closer a good dui <laughs> joke yeah i got I do i have a new closer now uh if i have a minute you know i bet if you stayed there and did comedy uh and <laughs> you still were a lawyer you'd get a lot of people who would call you from stand up they'd be like what was that fucking guy oh better call paul okay i'm gonna i do need a lawyer like you i think if you if yeah. you more so here, I think you would get like, I, I think you could be like that show Ed where he was the Bolognelli lawyer. I think you could be the- You know that I do that already, right? Like, I hope you know that when I was in the prime of my legal career, uh, I was getting cases from just mentioning I was a from lawyer. From comedy, really? Oh, I still- <gasps> Oh my God, that's crazy. I didn't know that. Oh, I still get, I think every week I get about three to five messages from comedians and Everyone's no, 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 no. I'm not not from comedians from the crowd. No, I also get crowd yeah. if they follow me on Instagram. Not as much, but um, yeah. I mean, it's crazy. Ten years in that uh, that I'm uh, I've switched teams. When I first started, I was uh, I was talking DUIs, and then uh, now I'm a comedian talking about DUIs. I don't. Know. I couldn't think of the 
transition. Wow. 10 year anniversary of comedy today. So that's why I probably should have said something. I just, hey, congratulations. You yeah, really I just, buried the lead uh, here. Why didn't we do all the funny songs? <laughs> Dr. Nemento. Cause I feel like my uh, career was a rocket that, uh, that didn't take off as, uh, as and you were born in 1979, right? You're 41. Yeah. What's that? <laughs> you were, and you were born in 1979, which is yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, 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 right. Yeah. Well, the next song on my list will go to four for me because we're on that. Is the song "Rocket"? Yeah. That's what I was trying to do here. Also from Siamese King. This was a 120 minutes favorite of mine. This this is the video was pretty cool too, right? This was yeah, one. real cool. Uh, again, minds of the '90s. Fat Albert covered this. What's Go that? Down. The band Fat Albert with the PH covered this. Yeah, I remember that. In my prom. Go Tom, Go Tom covered this. Um, yeah, great song. I mean, this is one of those songs that like holds up in my book did you ever let a friend play with you guys who had no who didn't know how to play an instrument at all but he just wanted to feel how it would be like to be in a band did he just went up there with like a guitar that wasn't turned on we let someone we let someone sing every once in a while really because I, I kind of i kind of uh i maybe you can arrange this i just want to go up on stage just for a little bit with a guitar and pretend i'm in a band I can make that happen. Okay. And you can put me in the back. Like, I don't need to be, you know what I mean? I don't need to be up front. You'd have probably a good stage present. You'd probably be more into it. Than I think I could bullshit it enough. Yeah, fuck yeah. Well, then Courtney loved me and just turned my levels down. I, I think I want to well, do this. You wouldn't be plugged in. Whatever. No, I don't want to. I wouldn't be plugged in. We'd plug you in during, like, when you put the guitar on, just because it's on. Yeah, 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 yeah. But just, uh, rit, rit. Hey, what's going on, guys? Ah. Uh, back there? Yeah, that's it. All I think right. you fit in a country band more with the you look. could probably uh you could probably sell that service. We could we could maybe make some dreams come true and sell some sell the service to people. There's a there is a rock star camp where you get to play music with some of your favorite foreigner and cheap trick and all those guys. Xander, they all those guys. Do you have to know how to play anything at all? I think you do, yeah. Shit. You have to be at a certain level. Unless yeah. I put you with like Hootie or How something. How much is it? Is it like crazy expensive? Yeah, it's probably a crazy amount. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a once upon a time thing you can do. Why don't you go? Why don't you treat yourself for your birthday? I don't, I'm already a musician. I'm not, I don't need to do that. <laughs> Unless it was what like if, pumpkins. What would, if it was like, let's see, please? who would be, who would be your dream like teachers and stuff? I would, I, I would want uh, pumpkins or the police. I think. If it's so what do you want Billy to teach you a little songwriting class? Sure. Or write um, poems if he wasn't canceled. Dave Grohl could teach you um, uh, drumming. I don't That's not my guy. I would Maybe David Bowie if we're going to go people of all time. But David, uh, Jason Mraz can teach you uh, how to strum. How to, how to scat. What, what's that? A do ba da ba dee ba da. What do you call that? That's scatting? Yeah. Bebopping? Okay. No, I'm happy with that. Sarah's a Jason Mraz guy, not me. She loves Jason Mraz. Mr. A through Z, she guess she calls him. <laughs> I saw him in concert more than I want to admit to. Yeah. But Sarah one time went to a uh, Backstreet Boys concert and wrote her phone number down on a piece of paper and thought she was going to slip it to one of the uh, Backstreet Boys. Ryan uh, McKnight or whatever his name no, is. No, um, the one who... Uh, Aaron Carter, Aaron oh. Carter, 
Jennifer's brother. Oh, okay. He thought they were gonna start dating if she slipped him her number. Him a little bit. I can see the resemblance. Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> if he joined a country band or a bass fisherman event. All right. So a new hat. I had to break in a new hat. Oh, my old one. My old one got all. It just had. It was all through quarantine. It just it lived its life. It served its purpose. Fair enough. Fair enough. Needed, well, needed to go. Once upon a time, you didn't wear hats, and once upon a time is the name of the next song here on your list. Yeah. Also from a door. This is a dead mom classic, everybody. Have you listened to it much? I know. I, up until you the put it, it's really great. The chorus I before today, and I put yeah. it on my mixtape. Um, yeah. To this it. would be a good workout song to you. Yeah. When you when you work out, you can think about how my mom passed away when I was in college, and I'd listen to this song. There's lyrics about mom. I know. I know. I know. And that's like, that's the thing too, where it's like, even if it's even if the song isn't about something specific, if it's got like certain buzzwords in there, you know what I mean? Like if you're dated a girl and there's a song with her name you're just like oh shit this yeah. song means something to me now so fine yeah for sure that song was there for me when i uh when i needed it well it's a it's a good it's a good song i uh i think the last time i heard it before you put it on the mix was when the adore album came out and i went mm -hmm. to uh, the music store to you know where you could listen to it before you buy it this blockbuster one. music warehouse Maybe it was Blockbuster Music. No, I didn't go there because I boycotted them because I failed that drug test there. Uh, was it like uh, Best Buy had this had the sound station? It might have been Tower, but I think it was another one on Clark Street, like one of the smaller <clears throat> independent places. Yeah. Like, I can't get into this. Mm -hmm. And uh, the album, because I was like, I, I, was, I was still kind of like, because I, I, again, I wasn't a melancholy guy, but... Um, yeah, I think I liked, um, I don't know, it's got like a nice, I just, there, there, even, it, you know, it just, I like the song. It's a gentle, it's like a nice gentle song. You, so I got into the Pumpkins and Siamese Dream. Did you, were you a Gish guy? Did you ever listen to Gish? Or? Like the, the, the big songs off of it, I think like got played at parties and stuff, you know, and XRT in 120 minutes. So I was like very aware of them. And then when uh when today like blew up that's when it was like okay like i i full-on am a fan so i that's how i was i became i listened to siamese dream and then my friend steve ko who loved gish and went and saw them at uh they played at um what do you call it at eastern illinois mm -hmm. uh when i was at u of i or freshman year and uh and then he, and then he was always that was when siamese dream came out and then he was like, go listen to Gish. And then I went back and listened to Gish after. But Siamese Dream for me was the start and pretty much the end of my yeah. love. Wow. Um, but you- Were you excited when the double album came out and stuff? Did you get caught up in that a little bit? I, I was like super excited when Melancholy came out. I thought yeah. it was great. Um, there's that, there's that, those VMAs where Tonight Tonight just murders everybody and well, everything. That's your last song. We're on your last song. And this is- yeah. Again, one of those songs tonight tonight this is the last song this is the last song 
Yeah. It's got to be the last uh, song. I didn't do mine yet. So, uh, no, but I'm saying for my list, there, there was no doubt this was the last song. Really? No doubt. Um, it's like epic and it's video. all like, yeah. Videos, like amazing. This is Tonight Tonight by the Pumpkins from Melancholy and Sadness. Um, yeah, I never liked this song. Marty's <laughs> shot. I. They say the city by the lake. That's us. That's our lake. I do love the line. I like the lyrics, but something about the music. I yeah, the song rules. It wasn't like a disarm hatred, but it was pretty hot. That drumming. Time is enough, never time at all. When you just drive something. Come on, with man. Don't be, don't look into the lyrics too much. <laughs> But I love, I yeah, I love that song and the video, and it just feels like for my list, I was like, this has to be last. This is perfect. I like thirty three from that album. I liked Rhinoceros from Gish, uh, but and Whirl, and all, there were so many other songs where they did the B sides. Um, but to me, um, Siamese Dream was the album. Uh, it's one of those one and done things for me. Kind of like you know, Counting Crows. I would say the same thing with them. You know, August and everything after. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Who's a better band, Counting Crows or Smashing Pumpkins? I think the Pumpkins are a better band. Okay. Did you have to think about that a little bit? No, not really. No. Okay. I think we can. Can I ask about- you another question? Let me ask you another question. Sure. Who's more talented, Billy Corgan or Ryan Adams? Oh man, that's tough. That's a tough question. I think. Yeah. It's like comparing apples to pineapples well what about what about kurt cobain and billy corgan was it clear was billy here's why and really well you know we talked about i think joe rogan talked about when you were talking about that podcast yeah we talked about this in the past if kurt cobain didn't die what would have happened sure i know that year 94 95 the bands that everyone were after the things that were the hottest things in the world were what pearl jam Nirvana, yeah. Yeah. Pumpkins, and Counting Crows. Well, uh, the rumor is from all those documentaries I watched about Kurt Cobain was he was gonna he had studio time coming up with like Michael Stipe and he just wanted to do like a singer songwriter type of thing, which I think would have been pretty awesome. There might have been some weird choices in there too. I don't know. I just think it's interesting. I feel like Billy Corgan. Again, you got to watch that Joe Rogan interview. It's like very interesting. I think he might have said like, "No, he was a genius." Like he, I, I. I think Billy might have even said like he had, or he might have said like there were times where he thought he was better, and there were times where he yeah. thought he was ahead of him. Shit on That's got to be wild when you're like toe to toe with somebody like that. Like I was, I was, I watched Commando this week, this past week, and um, they were talking about. I listened to a podcast and they were talking about Commando, and then they're talking about him and Stallone, and and I remember from watching like i forgot what it was stallone did some interview or schwarzenegger did an interview and he was like so competitive with with stallone back in the day and that's that like back and forth where there's no clear-cut winner is pretty awesome well it's crazy to think that how things were at some time and then with time you know obviously something rises and something falls but yeah i think the bigger question when people give shit on billy gorgon now is what 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 decisions would uh, would Kurt Cobain make that would be kind of maybe he would 
he'd get into like uh what's might have gotten canceled on some stuff he might have gotten canceled on some stuff um arts would have been his thing instead of he 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 could have been into trump maybe he would have been a trump guy um maybe he thought he could rap maybe he thought he could rap maybe um he dated um lana del rey uh that seems like it definitely would have happened um who knows or he could have drowned in a lake like the rest of us I don't know. I just wanted to go into my last song, which was Drown by Smashing Punk. Yeah. Horrible, horrible oh. edit. But um, tell us about this song. Uh, this is a great hey, I gotta say, I normally I'm Mr. You gotta go out with a banger. This is the prop, this is also a great ending song. You did a good job here. Man, this is one of those songs where it just well the one that's on the mix is an edited version, but the one that I love was from the single soundtrack. And this is the end of singles too, right? This is the end of they play this at the end of singles, right? Yeah, they play at the end of it and it yeah. just starts rocking way later. You know, singles, that movie about two 50-year-olds falling in love in Seattle during the 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 birth of the grunge movement. Two fucking 60-year-olds falling right. in love. Yeah, man, it makes sense. I love that movie. I think that uh, it holds up too for some parts, but uh, the song is great. And this is it should have been Matt Dillon and uh, and um, Bridget Fonda. Bridget Fonda. That should have yeah. they should have been the stars of the movie, not those fucking boring, those boring forty-five-year-olds. Kara Cedric and what was the other guy's name? God, I forgot his name already. It's gonna kill me. But it's fine. I don't know. Was he Data in that Star Trek thing? Yes. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here, man. Uh, was he really? No. So I don't know. Right. He looked like him anyway. But um, this is such a great song. And again, this was yeah. like my very first band, Shoeshine Boy. We covered this song. Ah. It was so fun. My hey, probably- did you see me on stage with you guys just fucking jamming out? Girls who knew me would be like, I didn't know Marty was in a band. Fuck, that's pretty <laughs> interesting. He's mysterious. Uh Okay, the guy's name was Campbell Scott. Is that right? Oh, yeah, Campbell Scott. No, that's Mr. Mr. Electricity Campbell Scott. He wasn't Data. But he sucked. I mean, he didn't suck, but he was just boring as fuck for that movie. Was he the lead? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Kara Cedric. Yeah, Kara Cedric. Eric Stoltz was in that? Oh, yeah, he was a mine. Oh, come on. He should have been the star of the movie. Stoltz? Stoltz, yeah. It should have been Stoltz and Jane Fonda. Or, uh, 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 was it Bridget Fonda? Jeremy Piven was in that movie, too. Hey, you're going to get us in trouble with how much you're playing to this song. You know how much of the song you're playing? No, we're talking over it. It's fine. Oh, okay. But anyway, uh, that's the Smashing Pumpkins list. I think mine's better. I think uh, I think yours is respectable. Um, but I, I liked it. I like my list. Those are, you know what? Those are songs that I've really enjoyed over the years. I will say that I've really enjoyed those songs over the years. Other than tonight, tonight, I had no problem with your mix. Uh, you, I forget sometimes that you're such a, you're such a, you're you hate um, like popular songs by bands. Not always. I, I, no? I no, I, I think that's false. I think uh, some songs I love. I mean. I, I bullet butterfly wings is is one of their most popular songs. That's true. That's true. 1979 was a popular song. I just, let us know, tapeheads. Let us know if there is a Smashing Pumpkin song that is like a deep, deep, deep hidden gem that we should know about. I'd love, I'd love to know, or like something new recently. 
Sure. Even, even that Billy put out by himself. I know he's doing a lot. He did a lot of acoustic stuff. There were a couple of songs that he put out recently that I really liked that I thought about putting on, but I just, again, I felt like, you know, Siamese Dream was a big part of this band for me, my, my everything. I, I, I even almost put on another song, Hummer or Geek USA. Those are also yeah. amazing songs, but they were also on the same album. So I was like- When Billy Corgan was on Alex Jones' show, he told Alex that he was having sex with a woman and she, uh, she transformed into another uh, alien like lizard being, but he couldn't get into it too much. He said, it'll be in his book. Oh, he's writing a book now. I mean, no, no, no. Eventually he'll write a book. I don't know if he is. I'd love a Billy Corgan book. I think that would be fantastic. Sure, I would be into that. Uh, there was a few songs. You know what I wouldn't mind also? A snarky oral history about Billy Corgan, but all everybody who dislikes him talking about him. Oh, yeah. Like, like a- we can get our dude who wrote, uh, our guy, a guy we had on who wrote... Uh, Rob by, by MTV. Yeah, they can do they can do the Billy Corgan story, but it's all by people who don't like Billy Corgan. Um, yeah, I think there'd be I think a lot of people would do it, but it would all be on 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 a condition of anonymity anonymity. Anonymity. anonymity? Does a lawyer not know the term? Do you not know anonymity and you're my lawyer? Listen, I had COVID. Oh my God. What would happen in court if you kept saying I'm, I'm an, and I went, fuck, it's anonymity, Paul. You're my lawyer. I'm paying you. Would I get in trouble? Certain words. If you said fuck, yeah, you get in trouble. What but, if I uh, said Jesus Christ? Jesus Christ, they're okay. Jesus Christ, you're my lawyer. You don't know the word anonymity. I know the word. I just couldn't say it. Anonymity. I can't say. <laughs> say it. Say it. Anonymity. Okay. Algorithm. I can't say algorithm too. I used to say a logarithm, but then I <laughs> Al Gore, like Al Gore rhythm, and then now I can yeah. Eh, so great. But we go out on a. I used to not be able. I used to not know. I, I was there was a time where I was unable to say literally. I kept. I would. I would say literally. I, I couldn't say literally, but now I could say literally. Like it's no problem. So my favorite Marty DeRosa joke of all time. You know it is that you used to call all aquariums shed aquariums. Yeah. And to this day, I laugh every time I see an aquarium. And if I'm in a car with someone, I'll be like, my friend thinks that all aquariums, and they're like, what's an aquarium? I'm like, he'll tell you one day. uh, Life of Parts Unknown, available on iTunes. It was number one. You folks made it number one. This was a a song that didn't make either of our list, but it was a cool song, Being Beige. Do you remember this? It came out about five, six years ago. Or 2014. Being beige, fashion pumpkin. Which is what I'm doing right now. Not only right now, but in Florida, I'm becoming more beige. You're becoming what? Being beige is the name of the song. He was ahead of his time. What album is this off of? Um, Monuments to the to an allergy. Is that new? 2014. Ah, okay. New to me. God, what if we were doing your the way you wanted to do the show? We'd have to listen to that whole album. (laughs) No, the album. See, you want to watch full episodes of a show, which is just as bad. TV is easy to watch. It's (laughs) an MTV ultrasound. It's so fun to watch. They're like 20 minutes because they're normally like a half hour. 
20 minutes of MTV from the late 90s. It's so good. It's showing our age because a lot of kids don't know MTV. They can go to YouTube. And if I was a young kid into music and a cool older dude told me about MTV Ultrasound Smashing Pumpkins, I'd watch it. I'd go out of my way and watch it. Fair. Good. I go, well, your name on on Zoom says Marty Music Insider DeRosa, so I better listen to you, sir. It does say that. It uh, does. I think it's a, it's a, you are the voice of the people in the Music Insider. I am. I am. I'm getting a lot of hate mail, by the way, for the ska. Yeah, you were, you went, I tell you what, I have friends who go, I didn't care for Paul in that episode. They were not happy with you in that episode. You gotta speak my truth, brother. Dude, you're gonna, you're gonna I'm not get gonna, your ass kicked. Listen. You come to Indiana, just like that song, you come around, you get your ass kicked. Listen. You get your ass kicked in, as Marilyn I Manson. I tried my best to, to give it an open ear and open mind. Listen. What's going on with Marilyn Manson? Any news on him? <laughs> Nothing. I thought he was gonna be canceled for sure. We'll have him on the episode. I mean, everyone dropped right? him. His record label dropped him. Is everyone in Florida talking about that Matt Gates? Uh, no, they don't. They don't cover it here. <laughs> That's our trouble. Is he in trouble? He's in trouble. We'll get off the air, and I'll tell you. Ah. We got some insider scoop on that. Ooh, okay. All right. Thank you all for listening to the Pumpkins episode. Let us know if we missed the song. If you disagree with us, whose mix was better? PaulMartyMix at gmail.com. Also, if- send us clips of you as Billy Corgan uh, doing a commercial, like a, a live read commercial for this podcast. Yes, I would appreciate that. Keep it under 30 seconds. Thank you for listening.